You're listening to episode 42 of the Take the Reins podcast with Nikki Porter. Welcome, and thanks for stopping by. You're listening to Take the Reins, a weekly personal growth podcast for horse owners. If you're invested in becoming the best version of yourself in all your relationships, both human and equine, this is the spot for you. Through our conversations, you will learn how to become a stronger communicator, leader, and deepen the connection you crave both in and out of the arena. Horses have an awful lot to teach us, yet very little of it actually has to do with horses. They reflect back to you who you are emotionally, physically, and energetically. They are a mirror to your soul, and it is time to take an honest look at who you are and who you want to become. I can't wait to connect with you, so here we go. Hello, friends. You're listening to the Take the Reins podcast, where equestrians come to help them show up as their best selves in and out of the arena. I have to say, what an absolute privilege it is to be the one to bring you this podcast. I feel so blessed to get to have you as my audience and to share the experience of growing mentally, emotionally, and spiritually with like-minded horse owners Thank you for being here, and I hope this episode serves you well. Today, I'd like to dive a little deeper into the topic of awareness. The last four solo episodes, I have been discussing the importance of personal awareness and a few ways it affects our horsemanship and our horses. If you didn't get a chance to listen to episode 40, I suggest pausing this episode downloading it for tomorrow, and taking a listen to that episode titled, Who is Holding You Back? That episode was all about taking action by becoming more aware of the stories you tell in your life that hold you back and how to consciously change them into stories that propel you forward. So if you missed that episode, go take a quick listen. Now, if you're still with me, I trust you heard episode 40. If you heard it, but didn't complete the exercise, no need to run and do it right now, but you can just consider this your friendly reminder that change does not come from thinking alone. It comes from doing. So if you have not completed the exercise, maybe just set aside some time in the coming days to make sure that you do, in fact, do that, prioritize that exercise. For today's episode, I want to bring your attention and awareness to where you currently are in relation to yourself, your horse, and your life. If you want to move forward, you have to take an honest look at where you are. This assessment of your current reality does not need to bring with it judgment, guilt, or feelings of resentment. Where you are now is beautiful because you would not be able to go where you are headed had you not traveled the very road you are currently on. Today is the day you can look back on your journey with a knowing that it brought you to this very moment. The moment you chose to show up for yourself by taking time to turn on a podcast that focuses on personal growth. 
You could have decided that you were too busy today and not turned on this episode, but you didn't. You committed to showing up and that tells me that you are on the exact path you're meant to be on. So welcome and take a deep breath in, feeling the air fill your lungs and slowly let your breath out, feeling gratitude for this time you have committed to yourself, your horse, and your life. Now we begin the important conversation of taking an honest look at where you are, because if you don't know where you are, you will not be able to get to where you want to go. When you decide to look closely at your life, it does a number of things. It allows you to know yourself on a deeper level, which is vital for your continued personal growth, and it allows you to gain a clear perspective on your life. Assessing your life as it is today takes you off of autopilot and shifts your focus on becoming more aware and accountable for who you are, how you spend your time, and how you are showing up for those around you. It also allows you to see where you might need to pivot. How you plan to assess your life is completely individual, but today I will offer you a couple options that may inspire you. My personal favorite way to assess my life is through a long-term exercise. If you're feeling pressure to make changes ASAP, this may not be the way for you right now, but if you're feeling a general sense of discontentment where, you know, it's just creating a curiosity in you to open up to learning more about yourself and your journey, this is likely the one that you will find quite satisfying. So, If you've read my book, The Conscious Communicator, this will sound familiar as this exercise is laid out on page 103. For this exercise, you will need a calendar which you can access at the end of each day. You may choose to do this on your phone or maybe you just have a small calendar beside your bed. I personally like to have a calendar I can hold in my hands and write on with a pen. I have to have mine separate from my phone so that I can jot notes and so that it can remain in the same place all of the time, but essentially it's completely up to you. How you want to record the rest is also up to you. I will suggest something that works very well because it is visual and you can clearly see where you stand. My suggestion is to place an X on each day you felt was a quote-unquote bad day. How you determine this is going to be individual. Go with your first gut reaction. I want you to take a minute to tune into how you were feeling right before you go to bed. What feelings did the day leave you with? Remember, certain situations leave us feeling stronger than others or have the ability to stick with us longer. Some days, you may have nothing in particular that goes terribly wrong, yet you feel down anyway. I want you to record that. Other days, you may feel like everything you touched went wrong. Despite this, you had a great conversation with a friend or significant other and they helped you to feel good again. For example, this was this is actually a really good example of my day today. Today, it felt like everything I touched just took way longer than it should have. So technology wasn't working. Right now, it is 10, 12 at night and this episode launches at midnight. So that can tell you what my day was like and 
that's totally okay. I'm actually going to go to bed tonight feeling quite good based on my interactions today. So the, the way that my day went and the hiccups that came about in my day did not change how I feel at the end of today because I had enough positive interactions and because I've also done enough personal work that I can now control whether things that happen in my external environment have a true impact on how I'm feeling at the end of the day. So the important thing is that you decipher how you feel at the end of your day and you record it. You may leave the days you feel great blank or place a smiley face, or you could color them with your favorite color, whatever allows you to see that how you felt at the end of your day. It's not a bad idea to jot notes about what made you feel bad on your bad days. It may help with clarity later on. You may also choose to be more specific and break your days into categories. You may record multiple aspects of your day to see which are consistently bringing you happiness and positivity and which are always doing the opposite. Some daily categories I would suggest use whichever ones suit your life the best, but these are some that you might possibly use. So one category might be marriage, family relations, friendships, work life, recreation, free time, horses, finances. It's also helpful to do a quick assessment of all these areas of your life at the start and at the end of each month to give you a baseline of how you feel within all the important areas of your life every 30 days or so. This is also useful when creating a personal growth plan. Okay, so this next suggestion is one that I absolutely love, and this is how I really like to do this exercise. So I suggest that you actually do this for a full year. I know that sounds daunting and maybe completely unlikely. Sometimes it feels like we don't even have the time to brush our hair each day. This being said, we have time for what we know is absolutely vital to get done. Put this on the vital list. You deserve to take time to acknowledge how you feel. By completing this exercise every day for a year, you may notice how the seasonal changes affect your mood and activity level. You may even notice that you have to take specific actions to maintain a positive mental state at different times throughout the year. On the next couple pages of my book, I actually do a couple example calendars and I use an imaginary friend named Lane and when you go back and you look at these calendars you can clearly see that the majority of the bad days for Lane had resulted from interactions with her boss who I called George at work. Had she not taken the time to write out who made her feel the way she did, she may have felt as though she was just generally unhappy rather than noticing that she was unhappy at her job. Had she not acknowledged her unease at work, she may not have applied for a new position and chalked up her unhappiness to just being all in her head. The lack of appreciation at work or her inability to be content. If you do not take the time to decipher your stresses, you can get caught up in your overall feeling of discontentment. This can negatively affect your relationships because part of being human is that you're constantly searching for meaning in relation to your feelings, whether you are conscious of it or not. 
Personally, it was not until I took the time to mindfully recognize the source of my own unhappiness that I realized I wasn't unhappy everywhere and with everything. Once I allowed myself to narrow down my daily triggers of negative emotion, I could separate myself from being an unhappy person to a person who needed to take a serious look at their work life. Just a quick little backstory here. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, you can go back and you'll get a little bit of uh, my story. But one thing that you should know here is that this particular exercise did, in fact, help me create massive action in my life. And that action was that I left my high school teaching career in order to pursue the life of an entrepreneur, which is what I'm living now. It's important to note that Teaching was not a terrible job. I didn't feel that way. I went into teaching for a reason. Nevertheless, it is crucial that we recognize when something is no longer a positive service to us. We need to take action to change or walk away so that we can find something else that does serve us well. Much like Lane in my book, My Imaginary Friend, did for herself. After using the example of Lane to explain the impact of truly looking into our days, I did make sure that it was clear that people understood that making a very positive change does not take away all of our difficult and stressful days. It's important that we don't expect our decisions, even the good ones, or may I even state especially the good ones to be stress-free. When we listen to our hearts and push ourselves past our edges, then we will always be trying new and exciting things which make our hearts pound and our heads spin. With a mindful approach, these feelings will help us gauge when we are growing and will also make us feel alive. With this exercise may come some decisions to let some things go, and that's perfectly okay. Just as an owner may come to the conclusion their horse is not for them, a partner discovers their relationship is past the point of saving, or an employee recognizes their mental health is worth more than the security their job has to offer, we need to know when to quit. Quitting holds such a negative connotation in our society. When we begin to realize something is unhealthy for us, our ego reminds us that no one likes a quitter, or quitters never win, and so on. We convince ourselves that quitting is not what is best simply by using the word alone, quit. Let's remove that word from the circumstance of leaving a situation that is not best suited for us. It is not quitting, in the negative sense of the word, when we are moving forward. Do not allow the thoughts of others, or often more damaging, your own thoughts, shaped and informed by your negative comparisons to others, to convince you to stay in a situation that is not right for you. It's important to note, just because something was right for you yesterday, Last year or 10 years ago does not mean it is still right for you today. You have the right to change. 
The next assessment tool is for you if you are feeling the need for a quick reflection to help create more immediate change in your life. Remember, change does not come through thought alone, so it's important that you use each of these to help inform future actions, not just future musings. Unlike the last exercise, where you were just taking about five or ten minutes a day at the end of your day to really dive into your assessment, this is a quick assessment in the sense that it is going to take place over a shorter amount of time, but it still requires you to show up and commit. For this assessment, I encourage you to pick a day that you can invest in some concentrated time alone. I know time alone doesn't even sound possible sometimes, but I encourage you, book a sitter, call in sick, do whatever it takes to find some quiet time with your own thoughts. For this exercise to truly be impactful, you must be free from daily distractions. This process can be extremely reviving and cathartic when done with a true commitment to self. I want you to turn off your phone. This may offer you all the feedback you need to assess your life if this simple act of turning off your phone is not something that you can do. Okay, now if you can turn off your phone, I want you to remember through this whole day that you do not need your phone for this work. You need you and you need quiet. Use simply a pen or a pencil and paper. I want you to find a comfortable spot and settle in. Begin by taking a few intentional and slow breaths. Close your eyes and allow your mind to drift off to how far you have come and where you are right now. Answer this question, is this where I want to be? Write out all of your thoughts. Do not just passively think. Put pen to paper. Your thoughts may come out as streams of thought, pictures, poems, or even song. However it happens, it is good, it is you, and it is right. Use your writing, your day, and your assessment to inform your actions from that day forward. If you don't want to do the longer-term commitment where you're assessing your day each and every day for a longer time, whether that be six months or a year, then I highly suggest doing an intentional life assessment at least once a year, if not more. I'll leave you today with this question. Are you enjoying the ride? Well, that's it for today. Thank you for choosing to spend your time with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave a review and share it with your friends. To learn more about me and what else I have on the go, skip on over to NikkiPorter.ca. Thanks again for listening, and we'll connect again next week. Until then, remember, you have the power to take the reins and live the life you've always wanted. You just have to step into the arena with an open heart and an open mind. Mm -hmm.